The third of the commandments is about not taking God's name in vain. When I was a kid, I just thought it meant my grandmother would correct me if I ever used the word gosh. Well, that might be a concern. It is really about using God's name in an empty way. It's time to go the second mile in fading flippancy. Hey, this is Travis Agnew. Thank you for joining me for another edition of the Second Mile Podcast, where we seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 5.41, where he says, if anyone asks you to go one mile, go the second mile as well. And so that's why for uh, these summer editions of the Second Mile Podcast, we are looking at the Ten Commandments. That's right. That code, that law that was given to the ancient Israelites that still is making reverberations all around the world today. And so what is the disciple of Jesus Christ supposed to do? As those people who've been called by Christ, redeemed by Christ, knowing that we needed Christ because we could not keep the commandments. So what does that mean that we do with it? Well, the kind of um, overarching kind of guide for these weeks as we look at the Ten Commandments is that the, the commandments are the rules we could not keep, yet it is a standard we must still seek. So even though we could not keep those commandments perfectly. It doesn't mean that they uh, should not serve as a guide and direction for our lives, our ethics, our morality, and just our standard of living. Folks, God's ways always will be better than our ways, okay? And so on this edition, I want to talk to you about fading flippancy. And what I mean by that is that the third commandment is about not taking God's name in vain in an empty way. And often we are very flippant in the way that we speak of God, we talk to God, we use His name in different ways. And there is a flippant nature of how we speak and uh, just relate to God. And so the third commandment is all about fading that away from our life, fading flippancy far away from us. So in that, I believe that first milers that are following Jesus just at, at a distance, we realize this, that we believe that it's wrong to use God's name as a curse word. Um, and uh, that is a good approach to use. That's what most people always think of it as, right? That don't use God's name as a curse word. Uh, and that is an, an approach that we need to think through. But that's that's first mile stuff. I want to dig in a little bit deeper today and to realize that it's about second mile uh, stuff is that it's wrong to use God's name as an empty word. So if first milers think it's wrong to use God's name as a curse word. Second milers think that it's wrong to use God's name as an empty word. We're just throwing it around and not really thinking about what you're saying when you are casting and speaking of, opening up your mouth and saying the most glorious name that represents the most glorious being in the whole universe, not doing it in a flippant, empty, vain, frivolous way. And that is the goal that we want to unpack today to how make sure we ensure that is removed from our lives. So in Exodus chapter 20, uh, as we continue to go on these Ten Commandments, uh, verse 7 is where we get the third commandment, where he says, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Now, what exactly does that mean? Well, the word vain means empty is what it comes down to, right? Which probably doesn't give a lot of encouragement that uh, that a lot of things that we talk about as vanity in life is that it's just empty. Those kind of things that are just like, well, let's try to uh, promote ourselves is that that's a very empty approach. Well, God doesn't say, don't use my name. He says, don't use it in a vain way, in an empty way. In fact, Leviticus chapter 
chapter 24, verse 16 says that whoever blasphemes the name of the Lord shall surely be put to death. This is serious. This is more than just a curse word or throwing his name around. This is serious that people could die over this uh, in the Old Testament time. Now, this doesn't mean that you don't use the name of the Lord. Now, obviously, uh, the Israelites were very careful. In fact, they did a lot of things in, in their writing to just not throw that around flippantly. But the name of the Lord, the great I am, what would be translated in English, what's most closely uh, to the Jewish language as Yahweh, that name in your Bible is capitalized, um, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D in the Old Testament. It wouldn't do that in New Testament because it's a different language. But really, anytime that we represent the name of the Lord, what's happening here, that name in the Old Testament is used over 7,000 times just in the Old Testament alone. So obviously, it's not saying... You have to forbid yourself from using that name or writing that name or singing about that name because all of those things are there. Um, it's not about using it. It's about abusing it. That's the biggest difference that I really want to, to lock in with you today. And why name? Why would God say that's such an important thing? Well, because our name begins to symbolize our reputation, right? So... Um, Let's just say you're in a situation with somebody and they they realize that you're from a town that, oh, they have a friend at, and they say, hey, do you know so-and-so, right? And they drop that name, and all of a sudden, you either say, I don't know them, or you know them, and some reaction just automatically comes to your mind, right? You can't even, you didn't plan for it, but just the mention of a name it brings about the entire character, reputation, and integrity of that person, or at least the way that you believe it to be. And so as soon as you hear the name, it brings along the reputation and the character. Well, that's what God is saying about his name, is that his name is so holy uh, and so precious, and it represents someone so holy and so precious that we just can't throw it around in a haphazard way, in a flippant way. We've got to remove that from our life. If our name symbolizes our reputation, then we have to be careful about the way that we use that. And so obviously we, we think through that, uh, yes, there are many ways that we can do this, but we have to make sure that in our following of God, that our, our use of his name in whatever form that may be, that we don't use it in a sinful way, that's using it as a curse word or something like that, uh, it, it can be definitely something that is uh, unthinkable or horrible when you use it as a curse word. And I understand when people get really offended by that. I do too. I, I hate when I hear that. But also it may be sinful that you use it, but it might be senseless that you're just not really relating to it. And you say, oh my, whatever. And you don't mean it as a curse word, but you just kind of mean it as, a, oh, I couldn't believe that. Uh, some people may say, what well, does OMG uh, classifies that? Of course it does. You're not even spelling it out. Of course, this is even vanity of vanity, right? You're just using his name, referencing him in a flippant way. So it could be sinful, it could be senseless, or it could be strategic. Some people use God's name to advance their own agenda, knowing that if they throw his name around, well, who's going to argue with them if God told you to do this, or you're holding this religious artifact, or whatever it is, that is not using the name, that's abusing the name. And God is saying, don't throw that around in any way, don't use it in an empty fashion, because when you speak of my name, you speak of my character. And I am holy. My name is holy. My character is holy. And I must be treated that way. So if we want to fade flippancy of God's name from our lives, these are some things that I would encourage you to think through. Number one, God's name is not a free pass. 
It should never be used as a get out of jail free card. And what I mean by this is I have seen this in so many Christian circles. You make a decision that you want to make and you know you're going to get pushed back. So what do you do? The Lord told me. God said I should do this. God told me I needed to tell you this. Because what happens there? Well, I can argue with you, but who am I to argue with God, right? And so if you throw that name around, what happens is is it immobilizes or makes people feel like they cannot speak up their mind because you're speaking on behalf of God. Let me just tell you something. In the Old Testament, uh, prophets were stoned if they claimed to speak in the name of the Lord and were found out later not to do so. That's how serious this is. God's name is not a free pass for your agenda. He's not a free pass for the name to tell you that God told us we should date, and then a couple days later, God told us that we should break up. God's not schizophrenic. Stop using his name and throwing it around and, and telling people. And it's not a free pass to be able to do whatever you want to do. And I'll even say this as a pastor. I am very careful of saying, God told me we need to do this building campaign. God told me that we need... I, I don't know that for sure. God's word and wisdom and principles give me instruction. But I am very careful about saying what God told me to do unless I got a chapter and a verse to support it. And I know the Spirit is guiding me in the application of that verse. So God's name is not a free pass. But God's name is also not a magic code. And, and what I mean by that is... It's not just speaking it or using it or abusing it in such a way that you feel like it's going to unlock something for you or allow you to get something. This can be in the same type of way. The Bible is not to be held and tossed around and championed like it's some type of magic book that a desecrated hands should not be playing around with as if some type of magic code or some type of way that you think you can get some type of holy charm if you're bearing it. That's not the way this is. It's not a Christian t-shirt, uh, not any kind of way of just using God's name, once again, thinking that somehow a book or a building or some type of uh, artifact or religious piece could somehow get your way because that represents God and you have to be very careful about wielding his name. God's name is also not a trite prayer. So when we pray to God, one of the things is, is that Jesus taught, hey, don't keep heaping up empty phrases, saying the same stuff over and over and over again. Well, I don't think that God's against us talking to him for a long time, but I, I think that sometimes we almost just continue to use his name and are we praying and even thinking about him? Are we just going through the motions? How many times have I been guilty of just praying at a meal and not actually thinking while I'm sitting there with my family, I'm trying to get to the main course, the main course is the prayer. I get to speak to the Almighty God, and He wants to talk to me. That should be something that I take a moment just to collect my breath and just go, who am I speaking to right now, and allow that to guide my prayers. God's name is not a thoughtless lyric that somehow you see His name on the screen in a worship song at a service, and you sing, and you're not even thinking about the one that you're singing. Don't use it in a vain or empty way. If the word's on the screen, if you're saying, here I am, Lord, send me, you better mean it. Don't just throw that around as, as lip service. Really, really mean this. And God's name is not just a casual title in our own lives. And what I mean by that is, for for if you decide that you if you claim to be a Christian, guess what? The name Christ is located in your designation there, and so your life ought not to be lived in an empty way. Because as you are a megaphone to a world that needs to see Christ, if you are a bad representation of it, you are taking that name in a vain way. Yes, taking God's name in vain is all about curse word. It might be sinful, it might be senseless, or it might be strategic. You trying to get your own way, but. God is not someone to be used. He is enough in who he is, and just to know him is the treasure in itself. Be careful. 
fade the flippancy from your own life. I hope to see you on the second mile.